to full energy From bed right here cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Look on top of the day, couple guess two We're gonna win the trophy, we're overdue Now we do the double, make it deja vu It's a move, learn the ting, girl, but it's only on the wing Harry's one of our own vitamin It's only got one knee, but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking We're the show side, we're the show side We're the show side, what we sing We're the show side, we're the show side Now it's a new flood the pain Yo, 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 yo it's the shelf side podcast that weekly spurs fan podcast and yes i said weekly that means one thing it means the season is back <laughs> yeah what's you know happening what? this is one of the few times your enthusiasm is completely justified <laughs> one of the few yeah, times yeah, one of the few times you know you move a bit mad but uh can't lie it's a good time to be a spurs fan take every game by the comes man but i want to enjoy this one I'll tell you that right now yeah yeah, they do this thing in the NBA where they, um, if you beat the reigning champions, they say you have the belt. Yeah, and the belt just gets passed around, like like you're in wrestling <laughs> or boxing. So currently we're the champions. So yeah, that, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good times. It's good times. It's episode sixty-five. People, we're back. We're rolling. There's no new cities to shout out. So Quabna, let's get straight into it, man. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so Man City. Lost 1-0 to the mighty Tottenham Hotspur. They can't handle it. They can't handle it at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They don't want it in the lane. They don't want it opposite Chick King. They're not interested. They're not ready for it. <laughs> they, don't. They, don't, they, they haven't got the minerals. They haven't got the minerals, yeah? They've got the money, no minerals. So they come down to Tottenham. <laughs> and then how we do in Tots? They know how we get down. Can't be, can't be sauntering through our midfield. Can't be pussyfooting around our penny area. Nah, 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 nah. You get slapped down. You get slapped down. Don't come out here with that weak... No, don't do it. Now, um, listen, it was, a, it was a good performance. Um, it was in. It was actually an enjoyable watch. And I think what's interesting is that after the past two years of seeing the demise of Poch and suffering through what we saw with Mourinho, this was very refreshing because there were some of the things that we have been missing for a while, right? In terms of character, we had people who were going the extra mile for the shirt. So even when there aren't any fancy flicks and tricks and they can't, they're not scoring blinders and worldies, they're, they're putting their bodies on the line to deliver a performance that ensures that we protect the win. And we scored in the 55th minute. Um, we, I mean, well, if we think about the, the progress of the game, right? So the first, there's no one to lie, the first 50, 10 to 15 minutes, we were getting banged. We were getting banged. Bomb holes bleeding. Everything was mad. It was nuts. And then it was like, we're going to hold on and ride the storm out. Maybe we can do something. But because we've been in such a bad place for the past two years, I'm sure there are very few people who are believing that that was going to be an option. So we had to hold on. Now, we grow through that time and we started to show that we had a plan. Right? There was a certain level of balance to our counter-attacking our defense wasn't like all over the place but it was fairly it was fairly rigid it was fairly solid it was fairly resolute and the opportunities started to dry out for man city and we looked increasingly dangerous on the attack i felt like there were a lot of combinations which were great it wasn't just having one person spearheading the attack 
you know, I thought Burbank. Can I say so? You're throwing some shade here. You, you're Burbank, doing slow praise and throwing some shade. So, so Bergwijn was um, was moving up all around the pitch, popping up. They couldn't deal with his pace as direct running. Um, Lucas was bouncing off players, dribbling, giving the ball, um, giving the ball to the next man, making that pass at the right time. Son was trying to provide a little bit of incision. Studs grew into the game. Couple of shots on goal, which was good. We just had a fluidity of attack that, for the first time was supported by resolute and organised defending. Like, in the midfield, when people weren't being... I thought we were fairly smart possession midfield. We weren't as adventurous as I would like, but we moved the ball really quickly. So it meant that our attacks were actually built on a solid foundation. There was a lot to admire about the way we played the game. And a lot of people would think that this is what they were expecting from Mourinho. Like, having solid defence and a smart attack. But at no, at no stage did we seem turgid. And after we scored the goal, there was no sitting back... And now down in tools and just trying to scrap with your back against the wall until you saw the game out. It was more like controlled defending, still creating opportunities moving forward. There was a lot to be proud of in that game. And I'm not going to get carried away because I never do that and it's one game. But I will allow myself to enjoy what was a great start to the season. Well, and you said I was getting excited. And that was the only time that it's justified. Well, it sounds like Mr. Over There is getting excited too. I don't, I don't now, get excited. <laughs> Well, it was it was a very good performance. It was. Uh, I was I was super gassed slightly at home. I didn't get to go to the game, unfortunately. Quarantining, isolating that nonsense. Um, not nonsense. I shouldn't say that out loud. But um, my daughter went, and I watched it on TV. I was happy to watch it on TV because I thought we were going to get smacked. To be honest with you, but we turned up and. The, like you say, the first 15 minutes, it, it was difficult. It was difficult. And I was trying to figure out why it was so difficult um, and kind of where we were failing. And I looked at it again, some of the moments, and I think the midfield access of Hoybier and Skip um, didn't start too well. It didn't really, and I think they needed to adjust because of Grealish playing in this left midfield of the free-stroke left-wing role, which created an overlap on the left-hand side, or our right-hand side. And I think that's where a couple of the early opportunities came in, um, especially with Grealish, that moment where he ran into the box almost unaided, but was actually fell into the box and tackled outside or fouled outside. I think Skip started slowly but grew into the game. Um, and then once we got that solidity in midfield, we kind of stopped the City attack, slowed them down. There wasn't that much space. And obviously we know the tactic of the narrow front three, um, allowing, not allowing City to pass right through us, which was um, a tactic employed by Tuchel and Chelsea in the, in the Champions League final, which worked. And also a tactic we've kind of, um, Pochettino has used against City, especially away previously. And it didn't kind of work in those games. And I think it didn't work in those games because they certainly had higher fullbacks in those games. If I remember, we gave up um, the wide areas, but they just had wave and wave of attack down the flanks. But I think this game was different because for some reason City have reverted to two narrow fullbacks. And it was very narrow defence against a very narrow attack. But I think we gambled more in this in a sense where our forward three, they stayed up high. Um, when the game was level or when we were leading early, um, I say early in the 55th minute, and they stayed there, they gambled and forced City to go wide, but the fullbacks weren't wide. So, And I think the fullbacks weren't wide, not because they were worried about our forward three. Maybe after half-time they, they changed, but 
initially, I think Mendy especially didn't get forward because you had Grealish playing as a left unorthodox left winger with Sterling. So you couldn't have Mendy bombing on as well, which kind of meant they stayed home, which kind of played into our advantage. But hey, we had mobile forwards. We knew the game plan. We had some very, very impressive performances. Tanganga was fortunate, but br brilliant at the same time. And I thought a man who comes in for so much stick, so much criticism, uh, Davison Sanchez, was really good. Apart from one moment where maybe he let um, Ferran Torres run off of him at the near post, but was unable to capitalise. I felt he was strong, solid, good tackling. But you know what I was most impressed with, with Sanchez, this game? was his forward passing. Bruv, the distribution, yeah? Do you know what? Do you know what summed up? When he tackled De Bruyne like the last minute of the game, yeah? Everyone's yes. talking about the tackle, blah, blah, blah. The tackle's fantastic. He defended, like, he cool. He made, but he picked up the ball and then he just passed it in between two City defenders straight to like, was it Ali or Son? I can't remember. I think it may have been Son. He broke the lines yeah. with that pass between two City midfielders straight to the Son. It was like, bruv, are we, is this crazy? Like, who is this guy? And, and that was his second such pass during the game. He did one earlier that went unnoticed, he, and it was further distance. He paid it into the midfield, again, through City lines, because I was waiting for him to turn around and go back to Lloris, and he didn't do that on Sunday. He actually has come back to Spurs after this run with Colombia to the semi-finals of the Copa America with apparently more authority, more assuredness. And you could see it in his play against Arsenal, against City on Sunday. He was like not looking so nervous, not looking like a, a, a deer in headlights, a Bambi on ice, looking lost. He looked like a man. He looked like a strong defender. He looked like he knew he could tackle. He knew he could compete with the very best. And when when he got the ball, he looked like somebody who knew what they wanted to do with it. And that's what we need from a centre-back. And it may be very ambitious of us or me thinking that maybe there could be a, a blossoming partnership of Sanchez and Romero at the heart of our defence. <laughs> yeah, I know, I said it. I said it. Just funny. Just funny. <laughs> Dyer was decent, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> He's get recognised. <laughs> all right, no, fine, yeah, that no, was Dyer, Dyer was decent. He he was decent. Probably his best game in a while. Like, like I'm not going to take it away from him, but nobody wants to see a future with Dyer at centre back. No, no, no. And no. it's just it just is. I just don't think he's got the tools apart from the height. I don't think anybody loves hit the tools that he has. So because of that, you're you're looking at somebody who could blossom into a colossus. That that centre back that nobody passes and you've got some of those in Europe and you've got the likes of Umpamakano who've yeah, yeah. gone to Bayern and, yeah. and and your Van Dykes and your pace and your power and your dominance and we want that in our centre-back and if we can get that in a Sanchez or Tanganga we would be over the moon Romero's obviously coming in and he's going to be number one choice and it's about who plays alongside him we're looking for a left-sided centre-half we don't have one at the moment we have Rodon who's played there but he clearly not in the picture so you've got to look at the guys that are in the picture and right now Sanchez is the man holding the shirt for me and if he and Romero could form a partnership we've got two aggressors there but I think Romero could be that ball playing um, defender may not be the ping master like Powell who we're looking at or to sorry Torres uh, who we're looking at from Villarreal although he has, but, he has said that he 
won Champions League football. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but there was also rumours before when we were looking at Romero that he didn't want to come to us, and he clearly did, and he ended up here. So I'm taking every little rumour out there with a pinch of salt. Um, but I'm just impressed with Sanchez, and yeah, one once um, summer swallow doesn't make a summer, but. He's had two very good games back-to-back against good opposition and he had a good run in the Copa America where he always looks like a proper defender playing for Colombia. Yeah. And we touched on this. Funny is we touched on this last week and we said, what does he need? Mina alongside him. Well, I don't know. Maybe he just needs a new manager. Um, But let's see. Let's see. It was really good. But I want to touch on um, somebody you highlighted without saying his name. And I know who you're talking about. It was Mr. Deli Ali. I mean, now, we touched on him yeah, last no, week. Yeah. No, no, go on. No, no, you got it, you got it, you got it, Well, I was going to say, we touched on him last week, and I and I questioned whether or not um, he could play in the free, right, effectively. And I think yesterday's game was a perfect game for him to play in the free because... We're not playing against the side where we have to break them down, right? And this is where I questioned whether or not Don Bele or Lacelso would probably fare better in that role, more of a hybrid midfielder who can attack. Delhi's more of an attacking midfielder who now has to learn how to defend. And boy, did he defend. I think he recorded um, 12 tackle involvements um, yesterday, which is his highest ever. Um, he also covered the most ground on the pitch for both sides, um, which we know he's got in his locker but hasn't had to do in his more attacking, more advanced role in midfield. And um, what was the other stat that I saw from Delhi? Oh, it was his the match where he played um, or had the fewest touches in the final third of any match he's been involved in since 2017. And do you know what that 2017 game was? Was a game we've highlighted. Gone, yeah, that game oh, against wow. Liverpool that yeah. you and I have both highlighted yeah. on different occasions of when Delhi has been successful playing in a three or a two in midfield. So it shows that he had the right combination of awareness, positional sense, um, and attitude to actually play in the free. And we've all seen the videos of him working out in the summer, getting lean and leaner and strong. And I think he knew that his role would probably be in a free. Maybe he got a little nod to say, this is your role, make it work. And I think he's come back with a new sense of um, understanding of his responsibility. And I think he's trying his best to make it work. And it's been some good start from him because he has had a good preseason and yesterday showed a different Delhi, a more defensive Delhi, a more defensive minded Delhi. but he was also able to spring forward and join attacks that's the and thing with, yeah he added yeah. he added that he he, he made an impact going but going forward by being a part of the wave like even when even when Son scored his goal like Ali was streaming streaming forward right to get into a position where he could help and that that just having that attitude of knowing that you have to you have to defend, but still busting your balls to get there when you needed to, like that's that's the kind of desire you want to see. We're not going to be able to play the kind of Tottenham champagne football we like to play on a regular basis because some teams aren't going to allow you to do that. Like Man City are really good at staving off uh, 
peep the possession and breaking it up and you know they've got their smart niggly fouls that they do where no one ever gets a yellow card because always that one person gets like two small smart niggly fouls so all of that kind of stuff they do to break up having the possession we're like okay cool you're not going to have the possession but it means that when you do have it and you do have an attack you can flood people forward and make a difference and he did that and that was just it was just great to see yeah, really great to see. I, I was really happy for him, and um, it's it's people have to understand and recognise the difference and the responsibility he's taking on in the role that he's playing. Because with Delhi, we associate him with goals and assists, and nutmegs and flicks and tricks. And if he's not doing those, people don't think he's in the game as much. Yes, and he in there, he's not the type of midfielder to spray um, passes 50, 60 yards. So we're not going to see that. And he doesn't necessarily dribble past people like a Lacelso might do. So it's sometimes hard to really on the surface assess and understand his impact but I think just those stats we've mentioned show the contribution that he's making and like you touched on the importance of him joining the attack being one of the fittest players I think he's the fittest player at the club and I think when he joined um, I think I've mentioned this before him and Bentaleb had the title as the fittest players at the club obviously Bentaleb has now moved on so unless somebody else has come in and can run like Delhi, um, I don't think there is a fitter player at the club and I think um, Nuno touched on it himself he said Delhi is a runner like and he needs to I mean, do he's, that he's running tall for us. Was he? he's like 6'2 he's like 6'1 yeah. or 6'2 so he, he also covers a, a lot of ground like really quickly like so it's, it's great I mean in the interest of like making sure that we give people their shine we've spoken about Sanchez we've spoken about um, we've spoken about Ali um, is I it, know who you're going is, to is say. Is there a player? No, I'm going to ask you a question. Is there a player we haven't mentioned who you'd like to, like, shout out? Oh, yes. Who's oh, that? yes. Um, Hugo, no, I'm joking. Lucas Moura. <laughs> My guy, Lucas Moura. Hey, do, you know, do you know what? Before you get into Go Lucas Moura, let me just say, like, Tanganga was, like, great. He was great. Um, he was aggressive. He's one of ours, so we have way more of, a, of, a, of an affiliation to, to him. He was physical, he was smart, he was fast, he was powerful, he used the ball well in possession. Like, he was, he had a great performance, and he had everything that you want and expect from someone who's grown up in the club, right? And, and he got a love, and he, and, and, he, and he deserved that man the match award. But like you, I'm thinking about Lucas, because, boy, <laughs> carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lucas is the guy, though, like, Again, Lucas is so underrated. And I know, I know, I've been critical of his final pass, his final contribution. He would do so much work and then fluff his lines. But just the ability he has to just go past people, it is so beautiful to see. And it's not just head down. He knows where he's going and he just skips past Fernandinho every time we play City in midfield. And what he allows us to do is just get up the pitch and drive into that space. And when you've got runners alongside you, Son and Bergwijn, you look so threatening and City could not deal with that. Um, Lucas has a nice touch as well. He got a nice shot on goal. He had the nice little flick past Fernandinho to set Bergwijn away. And what he did, he just threatened City all day, every day. And when you've got somebody in that manner, He's a release valve. You give him the ball, he gets past two or three, breaks two or two lines, and then you're facing goal. And Lucas 
can do that. And yes, sometimes he runs down blind alleys. And yes, we know this. But if you look at Lucas's stats, I think the stat is 82 out of 99. And that means he's one of the most effective dribblers of the football in the league. And we have that at our club. So we need to utilise it. And yesterday we utilised it. It's like he was, and, he, yeah, he, he, was, he was so smart with when he decided to go and when not to. And because of him, we always had a threat going forward. He sprung it so quickly. He was on his way. And I mean, I think this, this does lead into, into also acknowledging how well I thought Bergwijn played. Yeah, and again, I hope people just don't look at the the missed effort because it was a miss. It was a bad miss. I don't um, think it was Pogba, a bad miss. I don't think it was a bad miss, you know. I think what, well, what his first did, touch. His, his first, first touch. touch. Thing is, for someone who's right footed, like his first touch should have been inside. Exactly. But the ball, the ball took him wider than he'd like to, and by that time, there were two central defenders over on that on that side. So I can kind of get it. I kind of get it, right? And so then it seemed like this, if you can do it, the smart finish. Would have been what he went for, but Edison made it made the space so small. It was like Edison is weaker foot. It was tough, man. It was tough. It was tough. It was tough. But I'm just, I just, it had that feel of Anfield at that point, right? So you're one 0 up. You're playing against a side you're not necessarily expected to be, even if you're at home. And then you get the chance to go two 0 up, and they often say two 0 kills the game, um, and it would have killed the game, I believe. And then he missed it. And if we go back to Liverpool game, he had two big chances. And people were saying on Twitter all day, every day, that if he had scored those goals, we would have won the league. Now, that's that's a reach. But I get the sentiment because we were top of the table at the time. And we would have put some daylight, a little bit of daylight between us and Liverpool. And we'd have had that momentum, etc., etc. So people are ready to jump on Bergwijn. But yes, Bergwijn's direct running... His assist, his strength, his awareness of how to utilise space was on show yesterday. I keep on saying yesterday, it was Monday. We're recording on Tuesday. I'm just still super excited. But I think Bergwijn comes under so much stick. And Bergwijn is looking a lot leaner, a lot sharper. And that can only bode well to go with our newfound lean mobile versatile attack. Do you know what I think is even more impressive though? Is that in the past Bergwijn has looked like he hasn't had the mental fortitude. Like things have been difficult, fans have got on his back, he's had a lot of abuse. And so when things haven't gone his way, it seems like his head drops and you know he starts to fade. That didn't happen. Yeah. That didn't happen today. Yeah on, Strong. on, on Sunday. He when when that miss went didn't go his way, he was frustrated, but he got back on it. There was a time where the ball opened up for him to have a shot from range, and he realised there was nothing else on. Like, back in the day, a shook one, he's looking back, he's going to pass backwards. But he was like, no, I'm going to take it, let off a shot, and he did that. And I think that's what I've been most impressed about. Like, even in pre-season, you can see that he's trying things, and even if they don't happen, he still maintains, like, being direct. He's still positive in his approach. So... Oh. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, so I think, very, I think very good for point. me, I, I love the fact that he's come into the season with a new lease of life, and I really hope he continues to grow in confidence because I think a confident Bergwijn is a completely different proposition. This is someone who's just started the season, come off a good preseason. Not, it's not like he's pulled up trees, but he's had a good preseason, and now he's come out of a game against City where he's performed well. He hasn't got his goal, cool. But if his goals come, boy. They will come. Be, they will come. That, 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 that attack is going to be very difficult to, um, to contain. No one knows who the front man is. Everyone's running around. Everyone's buzzing. Like, if you can play like that, if you can play like that every single week, 
Like, you know, we should be thinking, we should, like, top four's nailed on. Top four's nailed on. If you say, did you say top four's nailed on? Yeah. Did you if, just say yeah. top four's nailed yeah, yeah, yeah. on and I'm the guest one? Yeah. If we play like that every week, are you nuts? So, like, defensively, completely solid. Midfield, efficient, not spectacular. Efficient, really important. And an attack that won't quit. That team was different. Yeah. Like, that team, that team, like, think about it this way. We, we, it's numerous times last season we scored and we decided to be defensive and resolute. These guys managed oh, to... let's do, not go. These let's guys not managed do to, that. These guys managed to score against a team that we're not fancy to be, defend resolutely, but not sacrifice attacking threat and intent. That's what you want from a football team. Like, the ways in which you yeah, get we that... Did, we need drop Yeah, off. the way you do that is going to be up for speculation, right? Some people want you to keep possession and that's how you defend. And some people want you to be battled, whatever. With us, I, I felt comfortable that whole game. I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel nervous. I felt comfortable the whole game. After that, well, after you came yeah. out of the first 15 minutes, I was like, all right, cool. And once you got ahead, I was like, okay, this could be a bit nervy. It could be a bit nervy. But when the, every single wave of attack that came, the way it was dealt with, people were passing when it was time to pass and they were clearing the lines and time to clear off. What more do you want? Yeah, I think I think shout goes to Nuno um, because you touched on Bergwijn, Bergwijn having that renewed confidence kind of mentality. Well, he didn't have it last season because the minute you fucked up, Marino was onto you and you were being dragged off, right? So, Marino killed Bergwijn. Now, he almost killed Delhi as well. And I think Nuno has come in and someone highlighted that when um, Delhi tried a couple of things against Arsenal, there was a very different kind of response from the manager, Nuno, at the time. And it was almost a shrug of the shoulders, let's crack on, all right? Whereas, you do that under certain Jose you're hearing about it from the sideline and then you're probably being hauled off if you're Delhi. So there's that element of man management which is probably better off for this style of player and that can only bode well because they are two talented players. Whether people really believe that or not, they are actually two talented players and if you can get them firing, we've seen what Bergwijn can do and we all know what Delhi can do. Maybe in a different role but we know what he can do. So if we can get those guys firing then we are going to finish. Would you say top four? Yeah, top four. Um, top four. Come on. <laughs> You've upgraded it from last week's fifth to four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. Okay, definitely, cool. definitely upgrade. Cool, cool, cool. Well, will they play together going forward? Because we've got a certain Harry Kane back in training today. And Harry Kane's in the squad for the Europa Conference League game um, this Thursday. Um, two noticeable absentees in um, Dombele and Aurier. Um, but... What do you make of Kane? What's going to happen? Uh, I say he starts. I say he plays. Um, to be honest, you come to Tottenham not to play. You come to train, isn't it? So, <laughs> big man comes in and starts training. Thinks he can start. I don't know, man. We've got some chemistry we're trying to develop. Do you see what I mean? No. In the, I, I don't see... I don't see Nuno playing the strongest side against... Um, I can't even remember their, their name... Um, but there's fifth in um, the Portugal. Premier League in Portugal. Portugal yeah, yeah um, they, they don't pull up too many trees. And Nuno did touch on, we have an important game against Wolves. And it's also, obviously, a game that he wants to win going back home, right, to Wolves. Yeah. So I think he will gamble on the fact that he can play a slightly weakened side because it's a two-legged affair. It's not like that one-legged knockout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a home game next week against them. So... I, I would expect to see the likes of Romero start. I would expect to see Brian start. I would expect to see Galini start. Maybe Davies, maybe Rodon, uh, Doherty, um, Winks, Sissoko, kind of that vibe. 
Um, maybe a bit more. We don't have that much rotation up front again. So even if Brian plays, Kane plays, we probably need one other. Maybe Dane, Scarlett. Yeah. Um, maybe a 4-3, uh, 4-4-2, some ty um, type of situation that allows Kane to play with um, Dane. Yeah, and I, but I think Kane, I, Kane has to play. I think the squad thing's a bit is a bit interesting, right? Because there's certain people who are who are absent. And you don't really know what's going on. Like Rodon was not in the matchday squad at all um, for the City game. Will he feature? Was, was he not? No, I thought he was on the bench. No, he wasn't. Even on the, he wasn't. He wasn't even on I the missed bench. that. Yeah. Okay, he wasn't even on the bench. Um, the only defenders, the only recognised defenders we had were Ben Davies um, and Romero. So, oh, and Doherty, yeah. So, yeah. so um, like you wonder sometimes when you look at how you expect we expect the squad to change at the close of the transfer window, what that will mean going forward. Because I guess hopefully, Sissoko finds um, signs the place uh, to go. Um, but like, there's no road on. There's no Sessegnon. Like, Sessegnon played for the under twenty three. So he's coming back from injury. Oh, that okay, I can fine. Say. Okay. Yeah. So wait to see how things. Develop. Oh, actually, Danny Rose was at that game. Showing his support for London. Yeah, he was. He was. Shout out to Danny, um, our left back. Our left back for life, bro. For all you people who chat, chat rubbish about him, scumbags. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm really interested to see how the squad is rotated. And it makes that Premier League um, squad that went out for Man City made me feel like the game, the squad's a lot bigger than we thought. So. Um, so there is quality there. There's quality, quality, yeah. There is quality there. And I just touch on, to touch on that point. Um, it's interesting because you've got two players that are not in the, that conference squad. You've got Aurier, who's expressed an interest in not signing his uh, new contract and moving on. There's no way he goes to PSG now unless he wants to be back up to Hakimi. Um, and obviously Dombele. Now, there's been a lot of what's going on with Dombele because of the birth of his child, the fact that he's not gone to the Euros, but yet ma not managed to play a preseason game and obviously hasn't started a game. Now, if Aurier has decided he doesn't want to stay at Spurs, Kane has decided he doesn't want to play at Spurs and Dombele has decided he doesn't want to stay at Spurs, maybe Aurier and Dombele are surplus to requirements if the right offer comes in. Because the one that has also decided that he doesn't want to stay at Spurs, Kane, we've decided we don't want to sell him. So therefore, he's back in the squad, whereas the other two seem to be frozen out. Well, that's my take on it. That's a fair take. But I think that if City come back with like 150 mil just before the season starts, I can see us selling. I really no, can. no, of course. Of course. I'm not saying he doesn't have a point in which he gets sold. All I'm saying is we're showing intent that we want to keep or you pay the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, and I think the others, Nuno doesn't see a plan because you can see, especially against a side that are superior in possession, that we're going to be a very athletic, agile, versatile side. And he doesn't probably see Dombele fitting in today. He probably sees Sissoko fitting into that mold before he sees Dombele fitting into that mode. Could possibly be the case, man. Could possibly be the case. So, I mean, before we, before we uh, wrap up, um, one key signing we can make it's run out of time run out of time right so is there one key signing you can make before the end of the season and with the assumption with the assumption that Kane stays who are you signing oh that's, that's thrown me a little bit that's, that's thrown me a little bit how much money have I got to spend 50 mil 50 mil yeah. 
Oh, that's thrown me a bit. I, I still would like an attacking midfielder, uh, some with a bit of versatility. Um, so I would be cheeky and I would go and get um, Coutinho. Brendan might have had no time to think about this, but um, Coutinho. <laughs> Coutinho. Is he because I won't play with Coutinho, yeah? A midfielder who I know can do it in the Premier League, who can score goals and create them, and is um, quick on the dribble. Yeah, I like Coutinho for an attacking midfield role. And I don't think... Um, yeah, we could buy another centre-back, but is that going to move the needle? Mm. Mm. No, that's a good. That's a good. That's a very good. Um, very good shot. Hmm. Don't think you're getting Coutinho for fifty mil though. Although Barcelona are cash strapped. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm going in there thinking you offer fifty mil cash. What are they going to say? No, that's true. Yeah, might, might be get that one. Might get the one. All right, cool. Who are you choosing? Um, yeah, uh, that is, it is a tricky question. And considering I asked it, I should really have had an. an <laughs> Surprise! You haven't got yeah. one. No, do you know? I think it's centre midfield is an area that I would like to upgrade, especially with um, the likes of like Winks, um, hopefully moving on to Soko, hopefully moving on, and I wouldn't mind getting Sabitzer in because I know that he can do the job of covering ground, but also making incisive passes and contributing with goals. Like I know he can do that. So for me, being in a position in a in a game in a team where you've been position based, but also like very tactically aware, he's had to do a lot. So Sabitzer is probably who I go for. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, similar lines, similar yeah, lines. Similar lines, similar lines, definitely. Similar, like knowing that you can have a midfielder, you can you know help retain possession, but also have an impact one way or the other is a is a key thing. It's a key thing. Um, but yeah, and that's all we've got time for uh, today. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, like we said before, you can follow us on Twitter um, at the Shelf Pod, and do get involved. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you're listening on Apple Music or Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Five stars only, because we only give you five star content. Um, but until next time, uh, just continue to give someone the gift of the pod and enjoy. So it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from me. So we just beat the champions. Looks like we're holding the belt. So smile, because the sun always shines on the south side. Lero. I beg you run the outro. Where the side, where the side, where the side,